Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and I can't start today's show without talking about the ISO 10002. You know, some people just love to complain, but companies have a responsibility to care. The International Organization for Standardization, ISO, has revised ISO 10002, the standard for complaint handling. This document enables organizations to foster a customer-focused environment, open the feedback, heightening their customer satisfaction. You can get the ISO 10002 standard from the American National Standards Institute, ANSI, the U.S. member body of ISO. Visit ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. That's ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now... Welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 12 years now, we've been asking the franchipreneurs one one I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews. We have a great show today. We're meeting with Anthony Amos of HydraDog. And Anthony Amos founded the mobile dog grooming company HydraDog at age 21 during his off time as a professional rugby player. His franchise model achieved massive growth and success in Australia, and Anthony has introduced HydraDog in the United States through the extended nationwide 50-state BathToSave.com tour. And we're going to talk to Anthony about that in just a moment on Franchise Interview. So stick around because we have a great show. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat franchise opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat franchise opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews, from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, 
Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 12 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs of own one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with Anthony Amos of HydroDog, and Anthony Amos founded the mobile dog grooming company, HydroDog, at age 21 during his time off as a professional rugby player. His franchise model achieved massive growth and success in Australia, and Anthony has introduced the HydroDog concept to the United States. Hi, Anthony. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hi, mate. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, Anthony. It's great to have you on the show. You know, we always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from today, Anthony? Well, it's, uh, it's, it's a little bit um, different to the average, mate. I'm driving from um, D.C. to Virginia Beach in a big blue dock. <laughs> I saw, and I saw pictures of it online, Anthony, so I know exactly what you're talking about. So that's fantastic. <laughs> you know, when I read about your story, Anthony, I mean, we've we've been doing the show now for 12 years, and I was really inspired by your story. I thought it was very inspirational. Uh, you know, maybe you can kind of like go back to the beginning and talk about you know how this whole concept came about. Sure. Uh, obviously, I'm from Australia. I'm an Australian. And uh, I was straight out of high school. I got a professional football contract, rugby league contract, <laughs> and um, jumped into it. It was my dream from a young kid. I used to watch the guys on television like any young kid does and says, I want to play professional rugby league one day, and I achieved that goal. But what happened, mate, was once I got into the professional, inverted commas, side of things, you were competing against mm-hmm. your mates every weekend. You're being told what to do. And entrepreneurs, this is what I've learned is that Entrepreneurs find it difficult to be told what to do, but they're very coachable. Now, right. I know that sounds a little bit of an oxymoron, but mm. it's sort of it's a different approach. We're just we're so creative and we're such leaders yes. that when you're being told something, you sort of fuck the system a little bit. But when someone comes in and wants to talk right. to you about it and coach you and push you in a different direction, then that's when right. you start to really succeed. So at the downtime um, of playing um, rugby league, it was in the off season. Uh, we literally got a hydro bath, which is anything that is a mobile groomer these days, is a big fiberglass bath or a steel bath, and you wash a dog inside of it with a shower rose, and you, you literally give them a bath. So we bought this hydro bath for $1,400. I had a garden trailer in the backyard of my house. We put the garden trailer and the hydro bath together, and then we literally rented a mobile phone, stuck an ad in the paper on Friday, Ten dollar dog wash. Now you got to remember, never run a business before, never washed a dog before, and took this chance wow. to see if see if this was going to work. So Saturday morning turns up, and the phone starts to ring off the hook. I got this first customer. Wow. I told her what we did. I rang my brother and I said, "You're not going to believe it. I've just got a customer." So, so how exciting! So I know he was about thirty yeah. minutes from where I live, and by the time I got to his house, we had nine dogs. Nine customers booked in. I was so oh excited, it was unbelievable. So the day before on the Friday, we got the shampoos, we got the towels, we got brushes, and um, he had all that stock in his place. So I brought the trailer in, and he went inside and got all the, the shampoos and everything else, and we went off to our first job together. And when we got to our first job, I'm bringing the dog over to wash it, and my brother says to me, I've got some really bad news. I said, what? He said, instead of me getting the dog shampoo, I've got dishwashing liquid. I said, why would you have dishwashing liquid? He said, it was next to the shampoo. I got the private state because I was so excited. So our first five dogs in HydroDog were washed in dishwashing liquid. And that's how we started HydroDog. So 
So Hydra Dog then went from um, just my brother and myself. We, we had five employees plus me and my brother. So there were seven trailers on the road. And what we didn't realise is that with the employees, you've got to have skin in the game in the service industry, it, regardless of what it is. And that's just my my belief of it should be a really success. Right. When people have got skin in the game, then it's different. So these guys didn't have skin in the game. So when it rained, they stayed at home and watched a movie. When they got drunk on Friday night, they didn't go to work on Saturday with a hangover. And then two right. of the girls actually fell pregnant. They just literally walked away from the business. And so they, so they should. But if they had a paid you know, $100,000 to own that company, they wouldn't have walked away from it. They would have got their husband involved. They would have sold it. They, they would have put a strategy together um, with that situation. And that's what then led us to franchising. I was going through the first franchise expo I've ever been in. And ironically enough, I just had a franchise expo here in BC. That's where I'm taking this big blue dog down to, Virginia. I walked through the franchise expo and he met this guy. And he said, yeah, you guys look a little bit confused. I said, well, how does this franchising thing work? He said, well, have you got a proven right. model? I said, well, we, we, we had seven trailers on the road. And he said, that's definitely, you've been able to duplicate a successful model. Turnkey operation, right? Absolutely. We know it right. from back to front. We've just gone back to one trailer. We had seven and the employee model nearly sent us under. He said, all right, well, this is how it works. Wow. If you can charge a flat fee or a percentage, it will pay money up front to be a part of the business. And then they're a part right. of your brand. It's their business. Not, they're not employees. And you help them and you support them. So, okay, so hold on a second. Someone's going to pay me money up front, and then they're going to pay a royalty for how long? Right. Ten years. I said, why would somebody want to do that? He said, because of all the heartache <laughs> and all the money right. and all the time and effort that you've spent, they don't want to do that. They want to go from their job or their business where they are right now straight over to a turnkey operation. And it clicked with me. And I thought, nobody in their right yeah. mind want to go through what we've gone through. It was, it was a bloody nightmare. It was, it was so tough getting that business up to where it was. Now I got it. I mm-hmm. thought that there are smart people out there with money that can come in and buy the business and not go through all the headaches that we went through. So, long story yeah. short, probably about three years, we got to 100 franchises. We grew so fast, and we're only young guys. I think it was, um, I was uh, 28 years of age when you know we hit real, real success. And uh, I said to my brother when we started, once we get to 100 franchises, we're going to fly to Geneva and we're going to buy a Rolex. You know what you do when you're in your 20s. You got those ridiculous goals. And holy smokes, we achieved it, mate. So off to Geneva we go. I've got a brand new wife. And I just said, look, I'm sorry, but this is what my brother and I agreed to when we were, you know, 21 years of age. He was 19. I said, that's our goal. So here I am now, 28 years of age, flying to Geneva and buying uh, a Rolex. And we had the best time of our lives. It was so much fun. And I've never achieved a goal like that before. Like I've been able to achieve a goal playing professional football and, you know, right. all those sorts of things. But nothing like this. This was special. This was like we said we were going to do something and we did it. So I get back from Geneva mm-hmm. and I'm there with my brother in the boardroom and I said, mate, listen, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but I, I want to sell the business. I don't want to be involved in it anymore. He said, why? Wow. You can't be serious. <laughs> We've got over 100 franchisees. You know, they're all paying $880 uh, a month uh, with their royalties. And it's a great passive income business. But I'm the one who's dealing with all the franchisees at the end of the day. And he said, listen, we've got, to look, we've got to explore this. So we actually went and saw the guy to help us set up our franchise, the same guy, you know, four or five years later. And we said, mate, how can we make this business, you know, excitable for me? Because I'm one of those entrepreneurs that gets to a level 
and when I'm tapped out, I get bored and I, I don't feel like I'm growing and I've got to do something different. Right. And which is which is very common with entrepreneurs. You know that, mate. You, you get to a certain level. Yeah. You're not achieving yeah. or going to right. somewhere you know different. You get stale. So, so David came and said, why don't you right. turn into a master franchise where you can sell all the states and territories and you can have right. eight master franchisees. You deal with eight and then that eight will deal with all the franchises. I went, no way. This is incredible. <laughs> I felt like I'd, I'd won the lotto. It, so, so, again, it was like a yeah. deja vu. So you're telling me someone will pay money for their whole state and they would, they would take care of the franchisees and I just look after the master franchises? Exactly right. So within 18 months, mate, with 18 months, we sold all the master franchises in Australia. We kept one ourselves deliberately so we could relate to the masters coming because it was a new stage in the business. We now had to separate ourselves from owning franchisees, and what I mean supporting franchisees, just dealing with seven masters, and they deal with all the franchisees. So what a business model. So now here we are, boardroom table, Seven master franchisees, they all came on in such a short period of time, we made a ton of money, but what most importantly happened was we've now got seven entrepreneurs that we're dealing with, not just us anymore. And our business went to the moon. In two years, we got to a 200 franchise. So in half the amount of time or less, we grew that fast. So now I've got into my head, I want to go to America. I want to go to America. Want to make right. this happen. So long story right. short, we come to America, but this is what I did this time. Sell the masters first, and then we'll all sell franchises together. Don't go through the individual franchisees. And this is why I didn't want to. Right. I don't know each state. Every state has a, like almost a different accent, almost a different culture, right. almost a different way of living. And I don't know Agreed. America like I do Australia. So I thought, what if I partner with everybody across the country and sell master franchises from the top, and we sell franchises together? So... I Amazing. and my family realized that 5,000 dogs get euthanized a day in this country. Oh. Marty, let's think about oh, that. Good. So we're in a first world country and 5,000 dogs get euthanized a day. Oh. How does that make any sense? Like, like, if you think about that right. logically, how does that make any sense? To me, it just doesn't. Right. It's like when you... You talk mm-hmm. about the Amazons, you know, a football field a second, you know, gets that gets torn down. How does that even equate to like understanding that? That's how I feel about this. Very similar with that analogy with um, with the Amazon. It just it's so bad that you just don't believe that it's true. So right. in the middle of the night, in the middle of the night, so so the kids have seen these terrible ads. You know the Sarah McLaughlin ads that makes a grown man cry about animal rescue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So they've really got it. They've really got upset about that. They, they spoke to my wife and said, well, we've got heart dogs, surely we can do something. And then in the middle of the night, my wife wakes me up in the middle of the night and I was thinking, what's going on here? No, you idiot. Listen, I've got a great idea. What if we get a 40-foot RV, tow the big blue dog behind us, and we travel across the country and make some noise about animal rescue? And I was right. like, this is brilliant. Like, this is how smart my wife is. She calls me puppet because she's like a puppeteer. She comes up with all the ideas, but I've got the first right. to execute. I've, I have no shame. I embarrass myself and everybody around me consistently. And whatever I, whatever gift that is that God has given me, it's a wonderful thing. But I'm not smart like yeah. her. She'll come up and give me all the ideas and 
you know, I look like the smartest person in the room, <laughs> but I'm really not. So nobody knows that up until now. So all your listeners that's out crazy. there, yeah, that's right. You're dealing with a crazy Aussie that gets, you know, all the ideas from the bike. So I went out. I bought this 40-foot RV. I bought it home. And she was like, so this is the thing, and I don't want to be controversial here, but women to me are the most important people in the whole wide world. They have our children. They grow mm-hmm. up. And they just, there's such a support network. And without them, men wouldn't be men without them. And right. they, they just happen to change their mind four or five times a day just because of, you know, you know who they are. <laughs> and I brought the bus home and my wife's going, hold on a minute. I wasn't like 100% sure. Like I, it was a good idea at the time, but I, I don't know if we should be doing this. And I said, that's why I went out and bought it. Let's get busy. Let's take this bus and let's go around the country. So we sold everything up. And I'm a big believer in two things in life, and that is never burn a bridge with anybody. Even if it sort of happens or it might get a little bit close, let it settle, come back around and make right. You know, just never, never burn a bridge. There's right. no point doing that in life. You never know when you're going to turn up and, you know, be mates again or you're going to help somebody out. The second thing right. is burn your ships behind you if you really want to get to the next level in life. Now, what I mean by that is I think the best example is um, the, the taking of Troy. All the Greeks rode thousands of boats to the land of Troy. Thousands of them. There are all right. these warriors and all these guys. They left all their families behind. And in the middle of the night on the beaches, the captains came in and burnt all the ships on the beaches. Now there's anarchy. The guys want to kill everybody. They're so upset. Like, how do we get home? How are we going to get back to right. our families? We've got to take Troy. If we don't take Troy, you'll never see your families again. So the motivation in that created the whole Trojan horse and they would never have been that creative if they didn't actually go through that process of desperation on the motivation wow. to get back to their families. So I'm a big believer in burning your ships behind you. So you've got nothing to go back to. It's what I did in Australia and it's what I did when I, when I started the Bay to Save Tour. Now, I was smart enough to understand that my wife, and this, we have the best relationship in life with Billy, but men and women fight. Like, it, it's just a, a natural occurrence that you know, right. I'm not a woman and she's not a man and we're always going to have some sort of clashes to do with something. Right. Uh, there were four times. There were four times that I vividly, if she had the chance to get out of that bus and go back to our home if we still had it, she would have done it. No question about it. And one of the days was Mother's Day. Now, I take full responsibility here as I share this story with you. But I invested in a mascot, just like the, the mascots in baseball or football, a real rich gitch. Unbelievable mascot. Right. So, what happened was, on Mother's Day, the head of the mascot arrives. When, when you um, jump on and see the Bubbles Facebook page, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's, a, it's right. this mascot head that goes over my head, and it looks like this big blue dog. So, I'm driving the bus. You've got to remember, it's 63 feet, this bus. It's a big blue bus, and it's a big blue dog towing behind us. And I've got the mascot head on, driving and almost causing accidents because people looking back going, who's driving the bus? Oh, my God, it's a big blue dog. So I was on fire. <laughs> it was such an exciting experience. I've got a mascot head. Yeah. I'm on fire. Everything's going great. But I neglected to sort of, you know, share what I should be sharing for Mother's Day uh, with my right. wife. Yeah, she's had a couple yeah. of wines now, and she's, she's got one of her friends on the phone <laughs> who I sort of, you know, have a little bit of a yeah. problem with. And we have this big blow-up, big argument. And as we're going through St. Augustine, I could sort of see in the revision mirror, so where the bus is and where you walk out the 
stairs to get outside of the bus. I can't reach over to her because it's that far away from where I'm sort of locked in. If, if you can sort of picture it while I'm driving the bus, I'm, I'm in that little mm-hmm. box. I can't actually get down the stairs. She's got a backpack on. She's walking down the stairs. As I'm coming up to the set of the traffic lights where the red light was, she's just about to get out of the bus. I'm not exaggerating. And I had to put my foot on the accelerator and drive through the red light just so she wouldn't get off the bus. That was Mother's wow. Day. So the lesson I've learned about this, mate, is Mother's Day is for the mothers. It's very important that you respect and really cherish the, uh, the, the mother of your children. <laughs> And yeah. even if you get a toy in the, uh, in the mailbox, you shouldn't play with it until the next day. So wow. that's what I The reason I wanted to share that with you. Toy. Oh, mate, so, so for three years, we were on the Bay Save Tour, 48 states to date, Washington rescued thousands of dogs. And the reason I share Incredible. that story with you is I just want everyone to know that it, it hasn't been easy doing it, but right. it's been very... Right. It's been one of those incredible things I've been able to do with, a, with the children and, and my wife. So we've got three rabbits, a rescue dog, three children, and my beautiful wife. So the kids were 12, wow. 11, and 10 when we started, and they're 15, 14, and 13 when we finished. So they actually turned into teenagers while we were on the road. And their commitment and um, the dedication is, is just incredible. And I always talk about this. This is where I feel people sort of get a little bit mixed up. You definitely have to have a passion that gets you out of bed to do something that you want to do that makes you feel good. But it's obsession that gets you out of the the darkest days when you're sitting in a Walmart and you're waiting for things to to come into the business to get to the next place and you're sitting there with a family and everyone's doing it tough and it's like, holy hell, how do we get out of this? If you're not obsessed about what your passion is, and in those darkest yeah. days, passion's not going to get you out of those holes because passion's the exciting part about why you're doing it in the first place. But if you become obsessed and you're really... And obsessed is almost like, inverted commas, not giving up. You know, you're so so fixed in and so committed to actually making something happen. Those moments can only come through on the other side if you have that obsessive nature about, you know, what you're all doing together. And to have that unfold the way that it did, we created this unbelievable social consciousness within the business model itself. And I, I made this decision, and this is one of the arguments that, I, that I, I had with my wife, is that I didn't want people to think that we were on the road promoting Animal Rescue just to sell franchises. We did not try and sell one franchise the whole time that we were on tour. People asked us to every event. Oh, I see it's a franchise. Can I buy it? Not yet. No, wait, we're wait, waiting until the tour is finished. And it's almost business suicide if you think about it. Because Rachel's like, my wife, we've got a blue dog. Right. No one's going to care that we're selling franchises because that's what High Dog's doing. It's giving back to the community and you want people to come in. I said, but I just know how cynical some people can be. But you're only out on the road and you're pushing all this you know, down people's faces because you want to sell franchise. I just didn't want any negative uh, feedback whatsoever. So... It worked in our favour. We put the franchises on the market with um, three months left of the tour. And just before mm-hmm. we did that, um, we, just, we did a six-series episode with um, um, the workshop that, that we're working with um, Netflix at the moment. It's going to come out. It's called Forever Home. It's a, uh, it's a series and it's amazing. But um, Animal Planet um, has picked us up and we're going to be uh, the place of Puppy Bowl. Do you know what Puppy Bowl is? No. Puppy Bowl comes out on the same day as Super Bowl. Oh, okay. It's it's 
it's amazing. There's 22 puppies, they're rescue dogs, and um, they play this game, <laughs> this game of football uh, with each other. And um, that's what we're going to be doing, tripping around the country and creating that brand and, and supporting the Puppy Bowl next year. So all of that has come out, which is just amazing. So with about three months left, I strategically handpicked 10 master franchisees around the country. 10 master franchise owners for 10 states. Within three months of putting them on the market, we sold 10 master franchises and one franchisee that I strategically brought on as well. And um, to have that to have that sales opportunity of people coming in because they believed in what the family was doing. Like, think about this. What right. do the owners or the founders of a company do to support your business? They just spent three years on the road creating a social consciousness for your brand. We've, we've been to every state except the last three in Hawaii. We're doing Alaska in the summer. But right. you see the owners making that sort of commitment to the brand. Wouldn't you love to be a part of something like that, knowing that you're going to get that sort of, of support when you're coming to the business? Holy smokes. Yes, of course. Like, you nearly killed us, but look what we've done. It's just such a phenomenal... But I'm thinking, Larry King, you know, some of our bars, we've been on Rachel Ray, we've been on all these four wow. spaces. Like, it's been a wonderful, wonderful journey. So once I've got all these master franchises on board, coming into the franchise model that I've always wanted to achieve, so all of us collectively, let's go. Ten masters right. selling one franchise a month. We're going to sell ten of these a month as a minimum. Now, if I only sold one a month, I'd be very disappointed. I'm just using worst-case scenario, because sometimes you've got to be, you know, realistic and bring in the worst numbers so you can sort of, even when it's worst, still feels good. So, you know, 10, 10 of them a month, you know, by the end of the year, we're going to have 100 franchises. Right. And unfortunately, I had a massive falling out with our manufacturer who builds the big blue dots. He was a boat builder and he was getting big boat orders in. He put our blue dogs to the side and he'd bring them out on time and it turned into a very, very complicated relationship. So I made the executive decision to leave this guy and find a new a new builder to build our big blue dogs. And it took me six months, right. Marty. Six months. So you've got these ten master franchisees. Wow. They've invested in the business. They're going, what's going on? We can't get a return on investment. We can't sell any blue dogs. So it was possibly the most stressful six months of my life because I, I want these guys to be really, really successful in their own right and I, on my hands it's right but I've still got to fall on my own sword because I'm the founder and owner of the company. So we right. all rallied together and I said to them, some of you guys, would you be prepared to learn to clip and groom and run a big blue dog so you can at least create some revenue you know, out there in the marketplace and four of them like, you know what, yes, let's do it. So they got in there, they got trained up and the the advantage of this, mate, is they now know that business from the ground level all the way through. So when they get franchisees into their business, they're going to know exactly what the franchisee is going through. So it's really worked out, you know, taking a negative into a positive, if that makes any sense. So we married yep. up with Handy, uh, Curtis Handy, which is um, uh, the, the most successful outfitting in the country that turns Mercedes-Benz into grooming salons. And um, he's partnered with us and now we have an incredible product that we're about to bring to market that I'm just so excited about. And we just had our first franchise um, expo on the weekend, and the response was incredible. That's amazing. What, what do you look for in your franchisees, Anthony? I mean, what do you want 
from them? I mean, any do do you like any, any you look for any specific characteristics or traits? Yes. So I'm I'm actually very very strict on the master franchise owners, and I'm I'm a li- it's a little bit controversial with what I'm about to share with you right now, um, purely because on the back end of a business business strategy. If I can't become their best friend or a really close mate to them, like our big pass and blue dog has gone to every single one of their homes. We've slept their places, we've broken bread, we've had drinks, we've gone out, and we've had, um, you know, big dog wash days, big paid to save days together. And if that person coming in is purely about making money, which is important, but if it's the number one driver and you don't want to become mates with me um, being a part of this business, then that's the first red flag that will come up with that. You need, you need to be invested in my personality so I can rub off all the traits that I've got that has really made this company such a great success. You've got to love animals. Like, you've really got to love animals. And, and I don't know how old you are, mate, but this is what I truly believe. When you turn around about 40, the 40-year-old mindset yeah. says, okay, what, what's my contribution? What's my feedback? What's my legacy? What am I... What am I leaving behind? Not, not the fact that you're dying, but you just you sort of get into a mindset where it's not the, the rush and the bash and it's all about the money. Now you start to think about what's a living legacy? What can I share with my children? How can I be proud of me as a dad? Like, what is it that I can do that's going to be very effective, you know, moving forward? Because when you have kids, your whole world right. changes. You've got that warrior bulletproof on your own suicide mission lunatic. You've now got these children that, that want to be you when they grow up. So what is it you're going to leave behind? So with what we're doing, our business model is creating relationships with local communities and local shelters. We have dog wash days, and 100% of the money that's raised goes straight back to the shelter. 100% so it's a $20 to $40 dog wash that's a donation, and 100% right. of the money that we make goes back to... Um, for shelters to help them support in the local communities. But when we get the PR and people who are inv- invested in the brand itself, now you're contributing back to your local community. You've possibly been here for 20 years. And now you've got right. the shelters involved. Now you've got the community involved. And not only are you making money having this business model, but you're actually making a difference. You're rescuing animals' lives. You've got the kids involved that come down and watch the dogs with you and it turns this family affair. We need people like that, people that want to give back, right. people that want to make money and work hard at the same time, but also want to be a part of this family environment where, you know, you've, you've got to fall in love with the family. Otherwise, it's just going to be an arduous task of, you know, you're just getting up every day right. and make, turning it into a job rather than living. That's something. I, you have an amazing story, Anthony. You know, I've been doing the show now for 12 years, you know, and, and, you know, when I read about your story, I was impressed by hearing about it. Is even is even more impressive. What's the best way for our listeners, Anthony, to get more information on HydroDog as, as the service and, and even more so the franchise opportunity? Are there any websites that we can direct them to? Yeah. So what we're doing right now, mate, is that uh, I'm, I've just started to put the next phase in place, which is selling master franchises around the country. So as I told you, we've got we've got ten of them that are that are with me right now. I'm now. Sorry, okay. I've got to quick to share this with you. So now that we've moved into a house for 12 months because we've got all this filming to do with Animal Planet and I've got to go over all these expos and what have you, we now have a home and we drive out to the events and we come back home again. And someone said to me the other day, so what's it like, like living in a house now? And the first thing I said was is having hot water every day. Then I stopped myself and I said, no, having water 
every day has become a luxury right. for us because there are days right. when you'd run out in that RV without water, you'd have to get to the next event on time, and you didn't have the time to fill the bus up. So we've got a couple of days without having showers and clothes on wash, and we're, we're, we're in heaven right now, having all these little things that doesn't mean a lot to most people, but we're so grateful and we've learned so much to minimise and, and live life that particular way. But um, in regards to the master franchise sales outside of those 10, I'm ready now to go national with people that want to own their own um, state or their own territory within that state. Right. And franchisees right now are absolutely on fire, pushing the green light for saying, if you want to... If you love dogs and you want to work outside all day and rescue animals and make a ton of money, then, you know, purchase a franchise. And uh, that's pretty much... We're, we're full-blown in sales mode right now to bring all the right people on into the business. So there's two things that you can do. And honestly, if you're okay. really, really interested, call my mobile person, which is 719-639-6900, or you can go to the website, which is hydrodog.com. That's fantastic. I've enjoyed having you on the show, Anthony, and I'd already like to invite you back as you continue to grow, because I think this is a great franchise opportunity. I'd love to come back on the show. You're, just, you're a great listener, and you're sort of steering in the right direction. It's one of the best interviews I've, I've felt comfortable with, mate, so you know your stuff, and I'm, I'm very impressed. Lovely to meet you. Thank you. Thank you for saying that, Anthony. It was great to have you on the show, and we'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Are you looking for a franchise that delivers? Businesses will always need shipping, and for more than 25 years, loyal customers have depended on Unishippers for reliable savings and exceptional customer service. Unishippers is focused on just one thing, helping small and medium-sized businesses save time and money on all their shipping needs. And as the largest reseller of complete shipping services in the country, we have the buying power to ensure that we succeed. The Unishippers franchise offers low startup costs, no equipment or real estate required because they're not retail, residual income, and a quality of life and work-life balance. For more information on becoming a Unishippers franchisee, go to www.unishippers.com and click Franchise Opportunities or call Franchise Development at 801-708-5822. That's 801-708-5822. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Today's great quote in franchising is being brought to you by... Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? 
Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews many years now, and during that time we've had some incredible quotes on our show. Today you're going to get to hear from Nick Friedman, who is the founder of College Hunks Hauling and Junk and Moving Franchise Opportunity, and Nick said something really quite brilliant on our show that we haven't heard in over a decade of doing Franchise Interviews. We started speaking about the four F's of franchising, and interesting enough, we ended up with five F's of franchising as we were doing the interview with Nick. And, um, you know, in marketing, we talk about the four P's of marketing, which is product, price, promotion, and place. So I thought this was really brilliant, what Nick said. So here we go with Nick Friedman, the founder of College Hunks Hauling and Junk Moving Franchise Opportunity. What, um, you know, the majority of our listeners, we call them, Nick, we call them aspiring franchipreneurs. What types of characteristics do you look for in your franchisees? You know, uh, what I like to say is there's four F's when considering mm -hmm. a, a franchise, which is also, I guess, starts with a letter F. So, you know, there's mm -hmm. four F's that come out of a franchise. And I think this is what a prospective franchise should think of when they're considering what franchise they want to pursue. And this is, quite frankly, I think what franchisors should consider when they're evaluating a prospective franchisee. Uh, so right. the first F is fit, is fit. You know, do they mm -hmm. fit? In other words, do they have transferable skills that can make them effective at this business? Have they done anything in their prior professional uh, or personal lives uh, that would make them uh, be successful in this type of business? Uh, the second piece is the family side. In other words, does their family uh, support them in them pursuing this endeavor, right. whether it's their husband or wife or uh, uh, kids or, or parents? You know, do they believe in them? Because you don't want things to get tough. And their inner circle to say, I told you so. You want them to, you know, right. kind of cheer them on to get through it. Uh, the financial piece is important. In other words, are they capitalized yeah. to be able to invest in the opportunity? And do they have realistic uh, financial expectations? And then the last F is the fun factor. You know, can we have fun working with this individual? You know, franchises yeah. very much like a partnership, even though that's not typically called that. 
so it, you got to have, you know, an alignment of vision and values to be able to enjoy uh, working together. So that's really what we look for. You know, we, we want people that believe in the secret sauce that we've already developed. Mm-hmm. We don't want somebody to come tell us that they think it should be done differently. Uh, we want them to tell us that they believe in, 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 in what we've created. And, and sure, we would, you know, want to continuously improve and encourage ideas, but uh, not, you know, we want folks that believe in the system and are going to execute the system rather than trying to shortcut success by doing it, uh, you know, doing it their own way. And I think that's, you know, really no different in our system than any other franchise uh, uh, model that, that is uh, is going to be successful long term. They need to really take into account those factors. That's yeah, no, that's great, Nick. We have this uh, great quotes in franchising podcast. Anytime we hear, you know, Michael Gerber's been in there a couple of times, but we're gonna put that one in there because I haven't heard that in in, in over a decade, and I, oh, I think that's great advice to our listeners. It's really fantastic because it's true. I mean, you could really your business you could teach to anybody, couldn't you? I mean, pretty much, you know. It, but you know, it's interesting in putting those factors in there. You know, like family support, you know, and even at fun. I haven't heard that, you know. But it should be an enjoyable business, and you know, because it is a stressful situation for the customers. I guess you got to be able to put a smile on your customer's face, don't you? Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, you know, there, as you know, there's over 3,000 franchise opportunities out there. So, mm-hmm. you know, what's going to separate one from the other? It's, it's got to be something that you can enjoy. And I guess I'll grab another F out of there. I'm, I'm on a roll here. Fulfillment. You know, is, is it something that, yes. uh, you know, we're going to be fulfilled doing day in and day out? Because I think franchising is a lot, a lot like a gym membership. You know, if you join a gym and you've got yeah. fitness goals, you're getting access to all types right. of equipment, personal trainers, coaches, workout groups, but you still got to go and show up and do the work. So if you buy a franchise, you're getting access to the business model in a box. You're getting access to trainers, coaches, you know, fellow franchisees that you can, you know, hold each other accountable with, but you still got to show up and put in the effort to, uh, to execute that business model. So uh, that's where I think those, those factors come into play. Once you decide that, you know, you do like them, you know, and they like you, Nick, you know, and, and there is a fit, you know, what is the training like? I mean, do they typically come to Florida for training? How does that work? If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Nick Freeman of the College Hunks Hauling and Junk Moving Franchise Opportunity, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com, go to our Franchise Interviews by Category page, and then go to our Home Repair and Improvements page, and you'll be able to listen to that whole show with Nick Freeman. It was really a fantastic interview. It's great to finally have Nick on the show. And lastly, we'd just like to thank everyone for making this podcast such a big hit. It's hard to imagine we've been doing it now over 10 years and uh, it's just amazing to see where the podcast has gone. So thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, sponsored by Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.